Before the Detroit Red Wings snapped their 12-game slide, five NHL coaches were shown the door, and the coaching casualty that a lot that a lot of hockey fans saw coming was John Hines, tasked with building a winner in New Jersey and giving Taylor Hall enough reason to stay put. It appears neither scenario has worked out to the point where the Devils might pull the trigger on a deal at any moment before the trade freeze kicks in. What happens in New Jersey? Who lands Taylor Hall? And does that new suitor sign him prior to July 1st? Episode 197 of the Lace Em Up podcast starts right now. And now, it's time. To lace them up, here's Brett and Steve. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Duboff. Let the record show it is 11.09 a.m. on Sunday, December 15th, 2019. In case this podcast is dated, it probably will be. Taylor Hall has not been traded. So we are operating under the assumption he is not traded, and we are going with... um, what we know so far, uh, the Devils made a coaching change a couple of weeks ago. Um, they have since gone, I believe, 1-4-1 one, and one yep. under co-head coach Alan Nasruddin, Um Just winning his, their first NHL game under his tenure over the Arizona Coyotes 2-1 to one on Saturday night. Taylor Hall over the past two games, however, Brett, has not played because he might be traded. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to mention that too. Also, I'll, 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 if Taylor Hall is traded um, before you guys hear this, I will put another disclaimer on the front of this uh, on this uh, episode, just so uh, we we can do that. But um, I feel yeah, like we're preparing we'll so much for might, the, what we might talk about it next week. You know, if yeah, it, if it's big, for sure, but, we will. Um, um, yeah, uh, it looks like that's what's going to happen. There's a lot of speculation uh, from, like, John San- uh, Shannon has been saying, like, Arizona and Colorado, Florida mm-hmm. are all the big contenders here. We'll get to that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. and, we'll but, probably, and we'll probably look uh, throughout Twitter on the show in case if it does break. We'll for sure. maybe try to keep you up to speed with with what we know in the heat of the moment. Yeah. This could be fun, actually. This could be fun, yeah. Now, I'm, just, I'm pulling up Twitter right now. I a story of magnitude break on so. I know, I know. interesting if it does. But it's so funny that we've been doing this for so long that we're, like, preparing for um, <laughs> an unlucky break from us because it's happened so many times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, the Devils did uh, fire their coach, John Hines, uh, there was a bit of um, hype uh, with the Devils at the start of the year because they, um, you know, they picked up PK Subban, they drafted Jack Hughes, uh, they also traded for Nikita Gusev. Um, there's a couple of other reasons why the Devils were this exciting team. Oh, because Taylor Hall had been injured for the last couple of uh, uh, games last year and. Now he won the heart two years ago, so like they get him back, and it was all pretty exciting. I was pretty excited too, um, but now um, it seems like they are not doing so well. They're one of the worst teams in the league, um, as you mentioned. They went, they had like a recently they had a, five, a seven game losing streak until they won last night. Um, is it seven games? Uh, yeah, seven games. Yeah, I believe it. W- I believe yeah. it was uh, seven games. Yeah, just looking at their schedule right now, it was seven games. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, the last two, Colorado and Arizona, are um, were when Taylor Hall was not playing um, and all that stuff. But um, which is kind of funny considering that Colorado and Arizona were are the two teams that um, might be interested in Taylor Hall or supposedly like the 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 main contenders in getting Taylor Hall. 
Um, so, uh, so I guess our first, first uh, question here is, what are your thoughts on t the Devils this year so far? And was John Hines the problem? So let's take a look at um, the Devils uh, leading up to 2017-18, because that's a very pivotal year in all of this. So heading into 2017-18, John Hines had been the coach for two seasons prior. Um, he won 38 games with the team in his first year. They actually finished above 500 that year. And then they lose um, a lot. I, I believe they lost 40 games in his second year. Um, maybe a bit more than that. But um, they went from 38-win season to a 28-win season in 2016-17. And that was Taylor Hall's first year where he got – a respectable fifth 72 games not all-star numbers not part trophy mvp worthy numbers but still a pretty decent year mm -hmm. um and then the devil win the nhl lottery they get nico he they i uh, get will butcher from the ads if you remember as well oh yeah um and um and then and all of a sudden in year three of the john hines era they absolutely take off and surprise everybody and taylor hall really 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 raised his game he finished one goal shy of 40 on that season he had 93 points uh like i said one hard trophy as league mvp uh will butcher had a good rookie season nico he sure did as well uh stretch they got solid goaltending from keith kincaid add all up and you've got your first playoff burst since 2012 so this new jersey devils team was under john hines without the likes of Gusev, without the likes of P.K. Subban, without the likes of Jack Hughes, that team was a playoff team. And then 2018-19 rolls around and they <laughs> regress. No postseason magic whatsoever. Taylor Hall um, plays like 30 to 40 games, never heard from again due to injury. So leading up to this year, after getting all of those assets, this year is a big year for John Hines and the New Jersey Devils because after this year taylor hall can choose his own fate and he can sign with whatever team he so chooses and you look at a lot of the other teams around the league and a lot of the other teams around the league have a better chance to land taylor hall than the new, than the new jersey devils because i would think at some point taylor hall wants to stop being the draft lottery charm and he actually wants to win games and be on a competitive team, which the Devils are not. The Devils have Jack Hughes and Nikita Gusev, but they're still developing into NHL players. They haven't mastered that ability yet, and it takes time. And, you know, Kyle Palmieri and Blake Coleman and Wayne Simmons, and in their own ways, they've, they've brought some success to the Devils, but not enough to make them as good of a team as people thought they were and john hines loses his job he only gets them nine wins this year um they go oh four and one in the first five games under new head coach alan nazardine who by the way didn't even play 100 nhl games mm -hmm. so it no guarantee you you have success uh, with him but uh, that's that's to be determined but um, it, it was clear there was a lot of disappointment from management to the players who feel they put themselves in this position of losing. And now it's time to right the ship. The problem is the time to right the ship and convince Taylor Hall to stay on board is fading very, very quickly for the Devils because I think the New Jersey Devils are like the Ottawa Senators where if you don't keep these guys by February, you better trade them because they are not coming back. Because on the open market, there are going to be dozens of teams <coughs> that are miles, miles ahead of you, just in terms of winning right now. And I think Taylor Hall is in the position where he needs to win right now. And we're, and we're going to talk about that later. But just, just taking a look at just taking a look at some of the circumstances with the New Jersey Devils, Taylor Hall's agent is Darren Ferris, the guy responsible for getting Mitch Marner his big money in Toronto. He's probably going to get a lot of money on the open market. 
that doesn't have cap space, which is great. But there are a handful of teams that also have the cap space and can also win and can do so a lot faster than the Devils. So that is where that is where they get hurt. On top of that, I'm just taking a look at some of the Devils' numbers. Mm. Like, in, in the past five games, in the first five games of the Alan Nazardine era, Brett, I found this startling stat that they only took 14 face-offs. 14 face-offs when they had a lead. 14 face-offs taken when they had a lead in a span of five games. Why would Taylor Hall want to stay there? And that is, and and that was a trend with John Hines as well. They would take face-offs a lot when the game was close or a lot when they were behind, and it didn't matter if it was power play, shorthanded, if they were ahead, if they were behind. They struggled to win face-offs. They're one of the worst face-off-taking teams in the league. They had the third most power play chances with John Hines behind the bench, but one of the worst power plays. Um, They also gave up 20 power play goals on 85 chances with the PK, one of the worst penalty killing teams in the league under John Hines. So there are a lot of glaring offensive stats, defensive stats, general stats that I came across when researching the New Jersey Devils this week. And it doesn't matter who's behind the bench, the New Jersey Devils are terrible. And it all comes down to team defense and goaltending. You can have, like Ottawa last year, you can have guys like Matthew Shane and Mark Stone, and in the past, Eric Carlson and Mike Hoffman leading the way offensively. But if you don't have team defense, you don't have good coaching, you don't have good goaltending, good luck. And the Devils have had zero good luck this year, largely because they don't have everything else. Like we we just mentioned in previous podcasts about the New York Islanders. How are they doing well? Team defense, good goaltending, good coaching. The Devils are 0 for 3. So I think, first off, there is some responsibility under John Hines that needs to be laid here. Mm-hmm. But if these same problems continue to surface with a, a new guy with a different voice, maybe it's the guy that assembled the team and the team itself. That's that's a little I'm not gonna say a little bit flawed, but needs a lot of improvement. And if they are doing this badly with Taylor Hall in the lineup. Why would keeping him solve any of these problems here? It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's almost like the writing's on the wall and they're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, we'll talk about Taylor Hall in a second. I, I, I have to answer this question too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I apologize if we, if we go all over the place. There's, yeah. there's a lot of ebbs and flows to this situation that can't just be explained with one question so yeah. if i go into like two or three different topics here i apologize for sure for but, sure no, no yeah, there, 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 there is a lot of blame to be laid and it's not just on one person although yeah. john hines he does need to take some of it um yeah i guess to answer uh this first question here um yeah the <laughs> i was excited about the devils uh to start the year i thought like okay yeah, so t- yeah, I think we all were. It's like, okay, Taylor Hall's going to be back. Um, I wasn't sure about what to make of Jack Hughes in his first year. I felt like he was, I, I mean, I guess it's it's still possible that he could still get things going eventually. And um, But, like, I think I had, like, okay, it's going to be Hughes and Kako for the Calder. Um, and maybe, um, you know, Makar and the other Hughes will also be there as well it turns out that it's it's basically just uh Kako uh Hugh the other Hughes and um and uh Makar who are taking over in that Calder race and Jack Hughes is kind of behind in that but um yeah I think um and like Gusev has had his moments as well and um I thought he he was going to be like this wild card player um I am disappointed in P.K. Subban. He hasn't uh, necessarily been that good. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, he's been awful. Actually, yeah, he's been awful. Offensively, I like, think. Yeah, like, uh, an aging Shea Weber is nearing thirty points. Subban doesn't even have ten. Yeah, and you know he wasn't even that good last year. And you can, I mean, but you could make the case that since Nashville had Yossi, they had um, Ekholm, they have Ryan Ellis. Those yeah, guys, they had, they you had know, offense and team defense for sure. New Jersey but, has half of that, but like New Jersey doesn't have that, and he was supposed yeah. to be that guy. I mean, I'm mean, not to take anything away from Will Butcher or anything, but they're not, they're not what Nashville has. So it it's kind of been disappointing, and I feel like that's been a big reason why the Devils haven't been as good is because PK Subban hasn't been himself for the last couple of years. Um, and I think that, like, if you can get P.K. Subban going, um, I think then all of a sudden the Devils will become this um, this very good team. But it's just not happening right now. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a parallel of another team that this is kind of like, but I can't even think of anything right now on the top of my head. I was thinking maybe the Blues, where they had a couple of off-season moves and then they eventually started to figure things out, but um, I don't think that that really applies here because I don't see the Devils making a Blues-type run in the second half of the season. Um, but well, the, the Blues had the assets to do it. Yeah. The Devils don't. They had defense. They had Petrangelo. Right. And so it was. it's one of those things that like you're you know on paper I was like we are all excited about okay Nikita Gusev they get Nikita Gusev they have Jack Hughes they have PK Subban um they have Wayne Simmons then but like when you realize it it's like oh right like they don't like all these guys have had some factor to them that they could all not be as good as we thought they were and not to mention the real reason <laughs> that they're struggling is their goaltending um Corey Schneider was sent down to uh the minors after playing six games he had a four which, which is unfortunate in a way because yeah. in the preseason people forget he was playing great yeah and he had like he had a, a four preseason. Yeah, he had a four point five nine GAA, a save percentage of eight point um uh eight fifty two. Um yeah, and now Mackenzie Blackwood is taken over, but he hasn't been that great either. I mean he's been okay. He he still has a two point eight five GAA, which isn't terrible, a nine oh eight save percentage. But that's not gonna help you in the grand scheme of things, um, in the long run. Um so they're kinda like but, like, he's the only goalie they really have. I mean, I guess they did get Louis Domingue, um, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been great. But, um, but yeah, that, that seems to be a big reason why they are, they are struggling. Um, and I think there is something to – I don't think John Hines was the right coach um, for them um, at this moment. But I don't think – I'm not sure – uh, this new guy is any better. Um, I feel like they're so maybe it is good for them to uh, take this year or just not try as hard this year um, and then wait to see what coaches are going to be available in the offseason um, and uh, figure it out from there. Because, uh, you know, the, the good news is that they still have uh, Jack Hughes, they still have Nico Heischer. Um, and those are guys that you can build your team around. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can, um, I don't think there, it makes much sense for them to, um, to try a lot this year, considering that, um, the Metro division is pretty tough and they're, <laughs> they're like, I can think they're about like 15 points out. Um, or well, yeah, even I was, more I was so. Taking, I was taking a look at the standings last night. Philadelphia yeah. is Loki having a good year. Yep. They have 17 wins, the Philadelphia Flyers. Right. They, if they were in the Pacific Division, they'd be three points out of first place in the Pacific Division. Yep. They're fifth in the Metro. Yeah. 
and you also have Carolina in that mix. You have a team like Pittsburgh who's banged up yet somehow doesn't right. phase them. Running with Tristan Cherry in net and Malkin and Gensel have been killing it. Brian Rust as well. He's got like 10 goals in his first 18 games or some ridiculous stat like that. Like, even if the Devils get it together and do better than the Jackets and the Rangers, like, they're not making the playoffs with that Metro division. You look at the Atlantic, it's even tighter. Like, they're they're gunning for a top 10 pick this year, let's be honest. They're gunning for a top 10 pick, even a lottery pick at, at, at the rate um, that they're performing. Although, Detroit is doing much worse, so... It'll be tough for the Devils to do worse than Detroit this year, but um, I think moving Taylor Hall, you know, b- before the trade freeze kicks in, that certainly maybe uh, would give them better odds of doing worse down the stretch. Um, but but yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you just look at your roster and say. We love to keep Taylor Hall. We love Taylor Hall. He's been a point-per-game player for us. But at the end of the day, like, we're going to get a very good pick in the upcoming draft. Yeah. We have all this young talent. We need defense. If we trade Taylor Hall and we get a key piece of our defense moving forward that can help us win games later, isn't that the better route to go? Even though it's tough to say goodbye to Taylor Hall. Isn't that the the best route for the team as a whole? Yep. At the beginning, uh, in the offseason, I think that would have been the perfect time to sign Taylor Hall to a contract extension. That would have been the time. Yeah. Without all the knowledge of losing. But um, with with the way things are gone, I, I think it's, it's just hit the point of no return. And Taylor Hall hasn't asked out at any point. Yeah. Let's be clear. He hasn't asked out for a trade but it, it just seems on, from the perspective of both sides it's probably for the best that a trade um does happen and it's it, it's it's just the way that this team is structured that Mackenzie blackwood i think has the potential to be a good goalie yeah but still going through the motions he's still developing as as a goalie that takes time just like it takes time for Jack Hughes and Nikita Gusev to get acquainted in a new league. Not everyone's Connor McDavid. And just like that, you know, they're an NHL player, like within five shifts of a hockey game. Like a lot of these guys don't belong right away. It just takes time for them to find their stride. And the Devils have improved their penalty kill under their interim head coach. But this interim head coach has been John Hines' right-hand man as far back as his days of coaching in the AHL. So, um, like you said, you know, probably the offseason is their best route to find a new head coach. And, um, you know, there's no guarantee, even if Taylor Hall sticks around, that new head coach is going to be more successful than John Hines. And John Hines, for the five, nearing five seasons that he was there, he was nine regulation losses away for the most regulation losses in franchise history, which given the fact that this organization has been around for as long as it has been in, in the early eighties, like they, they were like right there with Pittsburgh in the early eighties as being one of the, one of the NHL's dog houses, like just getting their butts handed to them every, Every single year uh, like they were in the running for Mario Lemieux with Pittsburgh in 84 they were that bad and then the Martin Brodeur era comes along they forget how to lose they win championships and the Lule Morello years were great for the New Jersey Devils because they were always competitive regardless of how boring they might be at times they were good and they were effective and they were winning games but they're not winning games right now it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. So there are going to be lots of changes between now and the end of the season. And one of the interesting candidates that uh, I think Elliot Friedman tossed out there, I don't know if it's going to happen, is Dan Bilesma. And that's kind of a gutsy play because Ray Shero, you're part of the reason he didn't last as long as he did in Pittsburgh and he lasted a long time, but 
I believe what sealed his fate is his undying loyalty with Dan Bilesma. And they wanted a change. He refused to make it, so they got rid of him. Eventually, Bilesma is kicked out of Pittsburgh. So given what we know about Bilesma, his tenure in Buffalo, is he even the right guy to turn the devils around? Is a guy like Peter DeBoer, who's on the open market, who they already fired um, years ago as coach of the devils, is he the new guy? So there are a lot of questions that we don't know the answers to, and we won't know the answers to, um, you know, before Taylor Hall's probably made up his mind. Yeah, I. Yeah, the funnier thing is, is because of Taylor Hall's uh, luckiness with the draft lottery, maybe it makes sense to hold on to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just so yeah, that, that they can. That's not a recipe for building. Yeah, database. just so that they can guarantee that they'll get Lafreniere. Um, but I don't think they need to guarantee it with Taylor Hall. I think their current roster can guarantee that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the but yeah, no, I I think it does make sense as as we mentioned all the stuff that you just said makes sense too. Um, but yeah, especially since the Devils aren't doing so well. Um, and it doesn't seem like they have a realistic shot at making the playoffs. Um, they kind of have to. Uh, they have to trade Taylor Hall, and and because he's gonna get a lot of a lot in return um, mm-hmm. should they trade him. And um, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it's gonna be tough because he is their best player by far, um, and it could like. Uh, you know, could ruin the franchise forever if they don't get a good return. But uh, yeah, they should um, for sure. That was our that was our question here, which um, makes sense. It's uh, obviously they should. But um, I guess there is something to the fact that like he was a big part of their team. But I think it makes sense to just blow it up in that in that regard because they still have pieces um, with uh, Hughes and Heisher. Um, and Gusev has his moments and, you know, maybe Blackwood could turn into his own. Uh, he was decent last year, but, um, so it is good to give him some experience in that, in that regard. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't look great for Taylor Hall in the Devils uniform right now. Um, like take a look at Taylor Hall. Um, He's got like over 100 shots on goal this year. Top 20 in the league before he was scratched against the Avs on Friday. Yep. So the fact he was able to do that on a Devils team that on their roster didn't even have a guy outside of him with 75 shots on goal on the year, that that just goes to show you how much control Taylor Taylor Hall has over that offense. He's close to a point-per-game player as well. But um, just just the goal scoring is not where it needs to be. The power play isn't where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And of the 13 power play goals they did score with John Hines, Taylor Hall was responsible for 10 of them. Yeah. Like, not responsible for scoring all of them, but, like, he was involved in 10 of the 13 power play goals they scored with John Hines as the coach this year. Yeah. So, again, that just goes to show you how valuable Taylor Hall is why you should trade him and why even though Taylor Hall has been good, it's very evident the rest of his team hasn't been as good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So our next question here is what teams make the most sense for Taylor Hall? Um, I'll go first here. (laughs) Yeah. Let me guess, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I know. How can you tell? Uh, yeah, no, actually, I mean, I was going to say the Boston Bruins, not just because I would love it, but, uh, you know, they've been wanting that. Um, well, first off, the Bruins' biggest need um, is oh, is that second-line right winger. Um, so if you put uh, Jake DeBrusque on the right side, which he has been able to play, then he can you can move Hall into with Krejci. Um, you could even move... Uh, um, <laughs> Marchand down with Krejci um, and have uh, Hall, Bergeron, and Pasternak line, which would be nuts. But um, also, ex- the the other thing with Taylor Hall and, and the Bruins is that Bruins are uh, an old team. Um, and Taylor Hall is going to be a free agent 
um, next year. So the Bruins, and given their cap situation, the Bruins aren't going to be able to hold on to Taylor Hall. Um, they need like a rental type player for that. And uh, so if they, um, you know, it's not like Bergeron, Marshawn, uh, Chara, um, <laughs> even Tuka Rass, they're not getting any younger um, and so this is their moment to actually uh, get another cup in their in their arsenal. But so so this would be like I would imagine the Bruins are gonna try if they were to land Taylor Hall, they'd have to like sell off a lot of their futures. But as this Bruins fan would say, it, it would be worth it. Um, if we can, because Taylor Hall would make this team so much better, um, an instant, like, I mean, they already are in this, they're probably already are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, so I guess I'm getting a little too cocky here, but, like, it, it feels like this would, uh, put them even more ahead of every other team if they were to get them, but, um, you know, <laughs> the other side of me is, like, I just hope they don't trade, like, t uh, um, Jack Stanicka uh, <laughs> for them, but um, we'll see. Um, yeah, other... the, th the thing the thing with the with the Bruins is, you know, like you said, they they have, you know, yeah, they're running out of real estate in terms of their current yep. core. They also have Tory Krug to resign, so I think yeah. what happens with Taylor Hall also indicates what might but... may or may not happen with Krug as well. True, and I I guess it's more like that this should be their like their window is in one year um so if you if you're going to go all in you have to get taylor hall um in that sense but um yeah, yeah. but like you do bring yeah, up a good point i think the bruins don't have as good of prospects as these other teams that i'm about to talk about um so uh so that would be I don't know if it would make a ton of sense for the Devils to do that. Um, I think the Bruins are probably better off getting someone like Chris Kreider to give a more yeah, depth. That would be good, too. In, you know, like as good as Taylor Hall would make you, if it costs you yeah. some of the future and impedes your ability to win later, yeah, no thank you. Yeah, I mean, there is there is Urho Vakaninen in the system. Uh, that's probably the, that's the Bruins' best defensive prospect, but... I don't that's think probably what the Devils are going to be looking at most for is sure. defense if they can get it. Yeah, for sure. So I wouldn't be upset about that, I guess. But I think there will be a couple of Bruins fans who do want that because more, more or less, because Urho seems to be more of a like a defensive guy, um, yeah. just a shutdown guy, which isn't necessarily what the Devils need. Um, so, so there's that to to figure out. Um, other teams that I have on this list here, um, Colorado, because um, yeah. for similar reasons, like they have the second best uh, line in the NHL, um, and they do have some depth issues as well. Um, and also, they I think they actually might have a chance to re-sign Taylor Hall if they were to, um, you know, if they were to get him. Um, just because they still have some cap space and uh, thanks to Nathan McKinnon and his 6.3 million contract um, he's uh, they're likely you know they could probably keep on to Taylor Hall um, at the rate that he's that he's probably gonna get but uh, yeah they would help them a lot they have good defense now um, and good forwards as well and with a good goaltender um, but I, um, I guess they kind of have this similar situation to the Bruins where their prospect pool isn't that great. Um, so I'm not sure, um, if it makes mo the most sense for the Devils to look into that. Um, another team that would be interesting, um, as even a rental, cause it seems like this team doesn't have a ton of space, but, um, the Arizona Coyotes um, yeah. uh, are supposedly in the mix, but I had I had suggested them to you even before um, there was that speculation um, because they do have 
Um, they have a great goaltender in Darcy Kemper, or uh, he's been the hottest goaltender so far this year. Uh, Antti Ranta could also be pretty good too. Um, and then they have good defensemen with OEL and Goligoski and Chikrin. Um, but then the only issue now is their forward group hasn't been as good. Um, Clayton Keller has his moments. Phil Kessel has his moments, but they haven't been as good as we thought they would be. Um, so if you add Taylor Hall to this, they're, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs. They're probably, you know, they they might even win a round or two and they would make your team that much better. Um, although the only thing with that is, is that, um, the Taylor Hall would probably be a rental in that case because they don't have a ton of cap space um and i'm not sure if they're gonna make it to the stanley cup finals if they just i get taylor hall um so so that's why i'm not sure if it would be worth it in in that regard because um i i don't think it makes sense to just have taylor hall for one year and you're not going to go for it all in that in that span. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of other teams that I won't go into too detail about. Um, maybe um, I was thinking like the Islanders, um, just teams that need scoring and are still in the mix but um, aren't necessarily um, uh, uh, in the best position right now. Uh, maybe the Penguins, um, although that would be kind of tough if they wanted to sign him long term. Um, yeah, or like the Canucks, the Panthers are another one too. Uh, the Canucks would be interesting too. Or um, my favorite scenario, the Edmonton Oilers. But um, I don't think that's going to ever happen. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts? So, um,. I'll touch on Arizona first because they're the front runners to get them. Um, Obviously, the one-two punch and goal definitely helps the fact that um, they're having one of their most successful seasons in the past, like, five, six, seven years. Um, Definitely helps their case. Um, You know, you have Phil Kessel, you have Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller, Connor Garland, a very underrated offense, and adding another offensive piece would put them over the edge like you said cap wise they actually have the lowest amount of cap space in the league right now so they're probably gonna have to to shed some cap which is fine for new jersey because they have the cap space to take on roster players going the other way so that's not really um a challenge for them however when it comes to defense someone like victor soderstrom or kept ball will probably be inquired if they're looking about future defensemen um, depending on how high John Chaka is with um, those two guys you know that that could de- determine what uh, the Devils get but the Coyotes have a lot of a lot of other promising prospects Yan Yannick of the Hamilton Bulldogs just been tearing up the OHL this year he's got a bit of promise as well but again he's not a defenseman he's a forward so I think the Devils are more centered towards defenders and shutdown defenders, possibly. Uh, the, the thing with the Coyotes is you're right. Like, Taylor Hall doesn't make you elite. You, he makes you better, but he doesn't make you elite. You're yep. not going all in by getting Taylor Hall. And the fact that you're just starting to get this could right now, why would you sacrifice some of your future for a guy that might only be with you for a couple of months? And then the task is, can you afford him beyond this year and um to touch on your point about the colorado avalanche i think the only way colorado trades for taylor hall is if they hear another team's involved and they have what it takes to sign him to an extension right away after trading for him i think if it's a situation where taylor hall is dealt as a rental and there's no talks about a contract extension the Colorado Avalanche have what it takes from a winning perspective, from a talent perspective, from a financial perspective to steal Taylor Hall from anybody in free agency. Colorado can get him anytime they want unless Taylor Hall decides to sign an extension as part of like a quick sign and trade. So um, that's the thing about Colorado. I think they'd be more wise 
to stand pat and wait until July 1st when they can just entice him with all of the talent that they have. Like Colorado is a team that has been going through so many injuries. They've been without McKinnon, without Landeskog, Grubauer for multiple occasions. Um, it hasn't phased them. They've been getting solid depth scoring from Andre Burakovsky, from Jonas Donskoy. Valerie Nichushkin all of a sudden knows how to score goals again. Um, so he's been chipping in. Nassim Kadri's been good. Uh, Pavel Francouz has been good behind Philip Grubauer as well. He had a good game against the Devils as well uh, this past week. So um, that that's that's the thing with the Colorado Avalanche. Unless there is a real threat of someone signing Taylor Hall almost instantly the second they get him by a trade, unless there's that scenario in play, I think Colorado just waits it out and test their luck in free agency with Taylor Hall. And even if they lose out on Taylor Hall, who cares? They're still freaking good. They, they, they were the fastest to 20 wins. They did that without Taylor Hall. They can wait for somebody else and, and add them to their roster. So um, Colorado is going to be an interesting player, um, both in um, the uh, free agent market, if it gets that far, and, and on the trading front, I think just signing him in the offseason makes more sense as opposed to giving up some future assets that can still help you. And if Colorado does end up getting Taylor Hall, I would be shocked if Bowen Byram doesn't go the other way. Like, like yeah. Bowen Byram has part of the return. Forgot about Byram. Say yes to that deal. Um, touching on some of the other teams you mentioned, Pittsburgh, just because it's Jim Rutherford, yes. It yeah. makes no sense, but yes. Uh, apparently I've heard Galchenyuk's going to be one of the guys that probably gets dangled. Um, he struggled to find his game in Pittsburgh. Contract year for him, UFA at the end of this year. Um, I can definitely see him being a part of the return, but prospects and picks, I think New Jersey's better off looking elsewhere, so I, I don't know about Pittsburgh. Same with Edmonton. Like They're already up to cap hell right now. I don't know if they can afford Taylor Hall. Um the Oilers probably have to trade away like Nugent Hawkins just to fit Hall into their current salary picture. So, um, yeah, I don't know about the Oilers. Um, Vancouver, like Arizona, just starting to get good. They have a promising future. Their power play has been insanely good. Yeah. But I think it just wouldn't be wise to do that. Florida's interesting because um, they, they have uh, some interesting – UFA pieces um, on the table as well. There's Evgeny Dadanov, who has a great top six chemistry with his line. There's Mike Hoffman, who's good, but I think out of the two between Dadanov and Hoffman, I think Hoffman's a bit more expendable, so he could be trade bait in a contract year. Florida also has Spencer Knight as a goaltending prospect. True. And uh, the doubles... You know, with Blackwood and Knight, maybe that's a one-two punch for the future. You never know. True. So um, Florida could emerge as a suitor for Taylor Hall. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, another team I've been hearing about is St. Louis. And um, that's interesting because there's the whole Petrangelo situation. He has a no trade, so he would obviously have to wait that to go to the Devils. I highly doubt he does that. Pareko, however, is in year three of a five-year deal. Maybe if the Devils want a defenseman, they get Colton Pareko in that trade. But even then, his salary versus Taylor Hall's salary, it's pretty close right now. And both Petrangelo and Hall will want pay raises. And the Blues have like 20 grand in cash space to work with. So, um, again, Taylor Hall, that could be another case of going – there for a couple of months and waiting to see what happens there so I, I don't know if that would be a good move for the Blues to make but it would definitely be a ballsy one if Doug Armstrong uh, pulls it off um, uh, Islanders I will touch on a bit later I think they're wise to wait on the open market like the Avs too but um, there are definitely some connections that the Islanders have that would make it enticing for Hall to play for them right okay yeah, no, that makes sense. I'd forgotten about uh, Bo and Byram and even Spencer Knight. Um, 
The thing with Spencer Knight, though, is, is yeah, the Panthers have Bobrovsky for 10 more years. Um, but the thing is, is, like, Spencer Knight's probably going to be um, in the league in maybe, like, three more years. So, um, so if you were to get Spencer Knight, um, you'd have to wait a couple more years. And you never really know with goalie prospects as well. So, um, although I will admit that um, he probably has a better shot at being the starter in New Jersey than he does being the starter in Florida um, for the long term. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that uh, that makes sense. I had forgotten about Bill and Byram. Um, is there any other teams that um, I didn't mention that you would you might think uh could go for oh all. yeah well there are actually two other teams that were that were on my mind um but i doubt either happens um there's the dallas stars but i think um i i, I probably sounds delusional if i'm sure but i either ask for heiskanen or klingberg the other way right, right. um I, I i want i want that trade to be worth my while uh if, if i'm the new, new yeah, jersey Devils. i don't see how that's happening um, and Although it'd be cool happens. to have the Taylor and Ty- Tyler of the 2010 <laughs> that, draft. Yeah, I was about to say. That'd be yeah, worth it. Either yeah. the Bruins having Hall and Sagan on uh, various timelines or Hall and Sagan on the same team. That would be interesting. But yep. uh, yeah, I don't think it's goes. I don't think he goes to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, the other team is Montreal because uh, they need another offensive piece. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting the problem too. is like Arizona adding Taylor Hall doesn't make them elite and they still need a number one center Hall play and I guess he's played a little bit of center in the past but he's been a primary left winger for the Devils so he yeah. doesn't really fit their needs so I don't know Montreal's the Canadians have the picks and they have the prospects to make it happen is it the right fit for Taylor Hall? I don't think so. Do they have the prospects? I don't know. Um, I thought... Well, they have, they have Paling, they have Caulfield. I guess so. But, like, not defensive prospects. Uh, yeah, they, they don't have the defensive prospects. But if, if you're going to trade with a team that doesn't have what you want, uh, go the Pierre Dorian route and get the best player available. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um... Yeah, the I guess I hadn't thought about the Canadians, but they they could make sense some sense. I feel like they'd be in better shape than if Arizona got them, but um, got him. But yeah, I I feel like it's also interesting just from the like Taylor Hall um situation is is that you have to take into account that he's only going to be there one year, so it depend like it's kind of like limits what teams he can go to because you know the next year um he's gonna be he's gonna go to the highest bidder whoever that's gonna be um so um although i guess you do have a chance to sign him if you trade for him now because you get him for about uh four months or maybe six months um so that's that's possible but um that he just resigns there because he liked that team so much but um the likelihood of him still remaining with the team that he's traded to um is unlikely i feel like yeah i i I think another reason why we're talking about taylor hall possibly getting traded this early and not february like like when you know like uh Zingle, Stone, and Duchesne were getting scratched for those series of games in Ottawa. Right. Like, that was a week away from the deadline. Like, we don't usually see this kind of thing in December. And yep. I was just taking a look at the standings, and I mentioned how close uh, things were. There was, like, four points separating second in the Atlantic from sixth place. And the sixth place team is Florida. The fifth place team is Tampa. So, like... And, and it's like that in other divisions. Like, it's very, very tight. And there are a lot of teams that think, you know, we have a good shot of winning the Cup this year. But there's a lot of other teams, you know, if, if they get hot or whatever, they could be in trouble. If Taylor Hall gets us over the top, let's do it. Let's, let's make this trade. And I think this is a unique situation, that perspective, because we don't see bidding wars – for 
a rental player this early in the year. Yeah. I mean, there was Eric Carlson last year, but that was before the season even started. Um, but yeah, you're right. We don't really see it that often. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that does it for us here. Uh, Taylor Hall has not been. Uh, you, you meant you. There was another question. You you, you mentioned um, the the team that trades for Taylor Hall. Um, you, you you asked uh, if they if they are able to resign him in the summer. Oh, did I? I um, oh well, that was if if he was being traded, but um, if he was being traded. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will close by saying there are three teams I think are front runners if he goes to July first. Colorado, Islanders, Bruins. Uh, yeah. Islanders are interesting there. Uh they do have some pieces there as well. Josh Hosang has been on the trade block forever, it seems like. Um They they also have they also have good coaching. They have a good team yeah. system. And they have Jordan Eberle, who Taylor Hall has played with at the World Juniors with Team Canada and in Edmonton with the Oilers. So yeah. he, he's he's got he's got some friends uh, over there. They also have Matt Barzal, True. who is a pretty talented player. So I think the the Islanders could be sneaky good, but I think Colorado is the team to watch out for. Trade July first, like what don't they have? Yeah. to entice Taylor Hall. They have everything you could possibly imagine. Well, I think they also have a situation with um, like the Arizona Coyotes. It's they have the goaltending. They sort of have the defense, but I'm not sure if they have the forward group um, and stuff. And I'm not sure if he makes them instant Stanley Cup contenders um, if they just add him. Um, yeah, that's true. But I, I do think... It does make they their can, team better, they though. Can, they can afford him beat on this year. Yeah. Because they have the cap point. space. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. Uh, so that does it here now, officially. Um, <laughs> for now. For now. I've been looking on Twitter as you were talking, and he has not been traded. Uh, the Spitting Chicklets podcast had joked that uh, 99% uh, – sure that Taylor Hall is going to be traded right after they record. Um, so they're making the same joke as us. Um, well, yeah, yeah, the this, this Steve Dangle podcast too, apparently yeah. they're recording from like 3 to 4.30 today, uh, yeah. Sunday afternoon. Uh, they were joking, yeah, between 4 and 5.30, that's probably when it happens. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think the chances are pretty high that he probably gets traded by Monday, especially, you know, if 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 you go all the way with this offer, um, mm. unless Ray Sherrill thinks he can get a better one in February, I don't know why they wait on this. But I guess it all depends on how high the bidding war is um, on Sunday morning. But we'll for see. sure, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so our our Twitter is Lace Up Podcast. Our Facebook is Lace Them Up. Um, you can uh, catch us on. Uh, please subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm Brett Duboff. I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again in episode 198 of the Lace Up Podcast. Cool.